How's your weekend been? All right, let's not talk about it. Forget it. <laughs> you know, I don't need to know. I wish all small talk was like that. We have some follow-up from last week. Yep. The touch bar and Siri. You can actually change the layout. You can change it. We'll put a link to the show notes. Yep. Get rid of that Siri button. I've done it. I've done it. I mistakenly replaced it with the lock screen button. So now instead of <laughs> Siri popping up, my whole computer shuts down. <laughs> so that's my top tip. Don't replace it with the lock screen button. Although it might be great for you to just, you know, resign for the day when it's... Right. That's it. Oh, over. <laughs> um, yeah. So you can get rid of it. Uh, super helpful. Um, it's, you know, you don't, it doesn't need to be a hack or anything. It's actually built in. It's weird though. You kind of, you drag the buttons from the screen across a blank bit of space and then into the touch bar. It's, it's kind of like, oh, this should be cool, but this is just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't quite work. It's yeah. There's like this weird representation of the touch bar that's on your screen. But at the same time, if you wanted to move around the actual items on the touch bar, you have to move it around like you are doing on iOS like on your phone, the way that you move around the icons. Yes. Yeah. It's super sh- awkward. Yeah. I knew that would irritate your UX design sensibilities. And the paradigm and is the paradigm is completely off as well. Like um, there is no little trash receptacle on iOS where you drag in your icons and it disappears. There's usually like a little floaty X that appears on the corner. And the fact that that doesn't appear on the touch bar, but it does, still does like this shaky thing where mm. you know that the buttons are movable. It's inconsistencies all around. Um, yeah, it's just really feels like an afterthought. But on the touch bar, uh, touching on the touch bar, I did notice that the 13 inch does come with a version where there is no touch bar. What? Yeah. At all? At all, but it has like the function buttons. Oh, I see. Yes. Wait, wait. Isn't that what you said though last time? Like you just you default to the function. No, no, no. Like physical function buttons. Oh, okay. Yeah. So oh, the touch yes. bar is not there at all. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so, so there is a, a model that Apple sells, like the very lowest entry priced, although right. still expensive, thirteen inch MacBook Pro does not come with a touch bar. Yes, that's does correct. not come with a touch bar, but it's sort of a function slash the special icon buttons hybrid which is also doubly annoying you can so you couldn't have won even if you got that model exactly and mm. on top of that like the 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 13 inch is underpowered it has like a, a much shittier chip than mm. the 13 inch with the touch bar there you go maybe you should have just got the macbook such an awkward name but you know just, the super thin one the macbook flat <laughs> yes cuz that's Pretty underpowered as well. It is. Mm. But it's super tiny. Or to get an iPad. I think you could switch to an iPad. Have you considered switching to an iPad for all your work? No. For your management work? I couldn't do that. I think you could. No. No, I can't. Because I actually need to open up files in Sketch. Mm, okay. In okay. Photoshop. Yeah. All right. Yep. Okay. In that case. This doesn't work. All right. I also went to Cheesecake Factory after we talked about it. <laughs> so my wife was saying that she was actually listening to our previous episode in the morning. Yeah. And she's the type of person where she's, I guess, when you're hyperglycemic and you get bouts of hunger like very easily. And once you do, you need to eat something or you get dizzy. I am the poster boy for this. Yes. (laughs) And so she always carries around like a granola bar with her. I have pocket almonds with me (laughs) at all times. Pocket almonds. Yep. Sounds kind of gross. Emergency pocket almonds. (laughs) 
don't reach into my pockets. You won't know what you're going to find. She had to break out the emergency granola because of our Cheesecake Factory <laughs> conversation, which I consider a success. I do too. Uh, so I went to the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Nothing that interesting to report, but uh, my boyfriend did order the seared salmon with asparagus. Mm-hmm. And, you know... I've always viewed the Cheesecake Factory as, you know, it's a pretty put-together operation. It's pretty professional. Yep. I, I've been fiddling with my phone for the last five minutes to get this thing, so I'm going to send you a picture of what they brought out. Uh-oh. So I can take a look at it. <laughs> this is just the most bonkers presentation I've ever seen. <laughs> like, what were they thinking? <laughs> it's like a cartoon hand. <laughs> Yeah, could you describe what you're looking at right now? Like, this so, is so punk. I was like laughing for like 10 minutes at this. Like, this is just, I just don't, what were they thinking? Like, what they, oh yeah, this is how we're going to present this dish. Everything is so tightly controlled at the Cheesecake right. Factory. Like, this cannot be how they decided to present the dish. Unless it was like a special. And specials can happen. Right, because this is quite special. <laughs> independently of, you know, the mother base determining how things should look like. So what this looks like, it's, you are a chef. Me up looking at it. <laughs> the challenge is you have to present one block of seared tuna with what looks like some, I guess, like mashed potatoes. Yeah, I think it was. And four asparagus stalks right. together on a plate. How do you do this? How would you do this? This awesome chef decided <laughs> to place the four individual asparagus sticks on the bottom of the plate, in a way, it looks like it's sort of sprawled out like the fingers of your hand. Like, imagine <laughs> extending your fingers out as much as possible. And that is the formation that the asparagus is doing on the plate. And then, just to mash on top of it with like the block of seared tuna right on top of that. <laughs> so, it, it literally looks like a stick figure drawing of a hand. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm just at a loss for words. <laughs> It was delicious, but yeah. this lacks a certain professionalism I would come to expect from the Cheesecake Factory. It's like the seared, the seared, I think, oh, I think it was salmon. But yeah, this like salmon has like a little mashed potato hat. Mm. And it's <laughs> yeah. just like... <laughs> it almost looks like a piece of chocolate cake with like an icing on top of it. <laughs> right, it does totally. <laughs> with asparagus. Yes. Cheesecake Factory, I think you have some work to do with your presentation. Just a little bit. Have you seen the Seinfeld episode, The Smelly Car? Yes. Where the uh, the valet has such bad BO that uh, it infects everyone in the car and it gets in Elaine's hair mm-hmm. and the guy she's dating dumps her because she smells so bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. And well, this, some person tries to steal the car. Right. That's how it happens at the end. Yeah. The, decides uh, yes. not to steal the car because it smells so bad. Yes. Uh, this happened to me. Except Uh-oh. it was not, thankfully it wasn't BO or flatulence. It was some kind of super cheap axe body spray. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. I mean, I was like, well, at least it's, I mean, it's still rather dis- offensive smelling, but it wasn't like gross smelling. It was just like yeah. a high school locker room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was in the cab and all the windows were down. This was like the first sunny day. I think it was like Thursday last week. It was like mm-hmm. the first nice day we've had. And so the windows were down. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess this is all right. I mean, I was like, okay, right. This, I can smell this guy, but I'm like, well, the windows are down. It's okay. And then I get out of the car 
And then five minutes later, I'm in my apartment. And I'm like, something. Hang on. What? Am I in a high school locker room? What's happened here? And it proceeds to follow me around for like two or three days. That's disgusting. Right. That's, yeah. How much did the guy actually put on? Right. And I, I couldn't directly find the source of the smell. Like, mm. if I smelt my clothes, they'd be like, oh, fine. But it was then just- there'd be a waft. Like, Where's this? Where's it going from? And the worst part was, I'm wearing my raw denim jeans, which, as you know, you cannot wash. <laughs> you cannot wash. <laughs> did you did you have any physical contact with this person? Oh, God, no. No, he was a slightly larger individual, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That perhaps that surface area requires a lot of body spray, maybe. <laughs> but I febrezed the shit out of my clothes, which so I'm like trading one cheap, cheap ass smell for another. Well, you can actually get the scentless freebies these days. Mm. Does that work though? It does. I guess as we as we learned from the Charles Duhigg, uh, the book, was the book, which book one of the habit. It's the power of habit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It uh, works effectively well. It uh, it did it did actually work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I had to leave these jeans hanging for like the weekend in the apartment, and I would just breeze them every time I walked past. Holy shit. <laughs> And I think now I'm back to normal. So I'm like, okay, I think everything is... That's good. I've escaped the clutches mm. of the mutant smell. I'm surprised that you actually know it as Axe Body Cologne. Very good, Sam. Because I believe in England, they actually call it Lynx. They do. They do. Which suggests you know your British terms quite well. <laughs> You're so smug about that segue. <laughs> <laughs> yes that is the smuggest i've ever seen you was that not a setup though that was okay that there you go all right so yeah you teed it up nicely and then uh i blundered into that <laughs> so buzzfeed have been stealing our ideas again once again i know um they released british americans try to guess british slang mm-hmm. so sam thought it'd be a fun idea if i quizzed him on this british slang so you've not watched this video i haven't watched the video okay I mean, I don't want to uh, to overestimate mm. your Anglophile tendencies, but I think you're going to find this quite easy. Okay. Because you scored pretty well on our previous British slang quiz. Yep. Which I did okay. If I was a professional, I would be able to tell you the episode number and name, but I cannot. <laughs> if I'd done any sort of preparation for this show. It was... Didn't it have to do with the worst person ever? Oh no! Well, no. It, was, it was all the phrases were lifted from my dad wrote a porno. Oh right, that's right. Yep. So perhaps mm, we'll maybe one of us will, will be diligent enough to put it in the show notes, or maybe we'll just forget. Uh, I'll remember it. I'll put it in the show notes. Right. I'll, well, I'll hold you to that. So shall we? Shall, shall we quiz? You Let's want to quiz? quiz. All right. First word: chuffed. When you say that you're chuffed, yes, it means that you're happy. You're quite pleased with yourself. Like or I was pleased. about that previous segue. Yeah. <laughs> You're quite <laughs> that chuffed That was the definition that. of chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Correct. So ding, one ding. for one. Number two. Knackered. Ah. Oh. Mate. So knackered, mate. <laughs> Means you're tired. <laughs> Number three. Cuppa. Uh, cuppa. Yes. Uh, like a cup of tea. Very good. See, I knew you, you'd be good at this. Uh, Chinwag. Hmm. This is the first time I've heard this. It's not a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> Sorry. 
a chin wag. If I were to guess, and because I don't know what that is, the whole point of the game. (laughs) It is when you're showing off. He's so pleased with himself that he's actually chin wagging. I don't know. Just like like a tail wag, yeah. Exactly with a chin, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually just a, a gossip, a chat. Uh, the act of having a chin wag is just like mm. having a chat, kind of like we're doing right now, really. <laughs> so where were we? So that is three for four. Yeah. So number five, skint. Hmm. This is also the first time I'm hearing this. Oh, okay. S K I N T. Skint. Uh... So in the video, they do get an example sentence. Okay. Which I've been kind of skipping over because, you know. That's fine. I'll make it tough for you. So as an example sentence, how would you use this in a sentence? Paul is skint and can't go out with his mates. Ugh, I don't know who wrote this. Um, I would say, oh, mate, I can't go out tonight. I'm skint. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly the worst British accent a British person has ever done. <laughs> um... It is when you are lack of funds. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Very good. Four out of five. Yep. Correct. Okay, thanks. Keep me on track with the scoring because it's quite hard to be the, uh, the question asker and also the scorekeeper. All right. I'm not going to multitasking. Enough. Four out of five. Leg it. Oh, that's when you just full on run or like act uh, with speed. Yep. I'd have to wait for them to get past this in the video now. Okay. Because <laughs> they like to do, you know, comedy chat. So that is five out of six. Five out of six. Very yeah. nice. Okay. Tosser. Mm. That's very similar to a wanker, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Just... Except I will say in the, in the BuzzFeed definition, they say an unpleasant person. But you know, I think you should get a bonus point because that's, yeah. Because the act of tossing is actually like wanking. Right. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I think we <laughs> talked about this briefly on the episode. Tossing your salad. <laughs> salad. The salad toss. Wait, was the, what was the episode called? I forget the names. Uh, wasn't it like cookies or something? No, oh, wasn't. tossing cookies. Anyway, yeah. yes. Right. I don't think it's appropriate to say tossing your salad on <laughs> as a show title. All right. So I'm going to give you a bonus point for that. So you're back up to seven for seven? Yes. Okay. Nicked. Uh, when it's something has been stolen. Or to steal. Well, it's interesting. Yes, that is correct. But it can also mean to be arrested. Ah. So it's, he got nicked for nicking a bag. Mm. That would make sense. Nicked for nicking your bag. Or nicked for nicking knickers. (laughs) Okay. Yep. This is turning into some sort of ghastly tongue twister. Uh, Pissed. This is the last one. Drunk. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Good job, Sam. Nine for nine. Nine for for nine. Nine for nine. Nine for nine. You got one wrong, but you got an extra bonus point. Bonus so. points. Yeah. So this is pretty. This is a pretty easy one. You know. Mm. You know they're not up to my level of a quiz mastery, but <laughs> it isn't the uh, mastermind of the British slang. <laughs> Very good. No. By Magnus Magnuson. Okay. Well, now you're just showing off. <laughs> How have you liked the games that were suggested previously? And to remind people. Previously suggested Dog Sled Saga. Dog Sled Saga. Which is it's one of those names you have to just not think about it and say. Yep. Whereas if you think about it, you are going to trip up. Or when you read it, it sounds perfectly reasonable to say. But then when you actually say it, you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, hmm. 
what am I? What can I say about this? I wasn't captivated by it. Mm. There's a lot going on. There is, and not in a way I found compelling. It was more in a way I found confusing. Right. There are bits of it that are a little bit messy. Like I think they try to cram in too many gameplay elements. Yeah, I think sort of like the training, resting, mm-hmm. skilling thing between races right. wasn't. I don't know. I was like, oh, I guess I'll just blunder around and yep. do it. So just to give everyone a quick overview, Dog Sled Saga. Your favorite. Um, you are a dog sled racer and you're trying to rank up in terms of your performance of being the fastest dog sled racer. But in order to do that, um, as you go on these races, uh, there's like a little gameplay element of you actually feeding the dogs a biscuit every time they're tired. And the more you time these correctly with the right angle and the velocity of the, the biscuits that go into the dog's mouths, the faster your sled becomes and then the better you place in the race. In between those races, there's this really strange or um, like management aspect of the upkeep of the dogs. So you have to make them, you either have to up their skill by doing certain things with them or have them rest so that they're actually more performant for the next race. Mm. And I think this is the part where it actually gets a little bit tricky and to me, a little bit messy in terms of what exactly you're supposed to be doing in the game. Yeah, absolutely. And there's sort of like a letter writing aspect, which sort of suggested to me they're trying to do like a Firewatch kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like you're like, okay, there's like, there's trying to be like a story here, but... I didn't find that particularly compelling or understandable. Right. And that then, part was also know. just like an additive that felt a little bit awkward. Yeah. And then the actual races themselves weren't that exciting. Mm. I got a little bit bored of like tossing dogs cookies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think if they cut back on some of the elements, like if they were less of the managerial parts and made it made that part a little um, a lot more simple. And made the dog racing part a little bit more complex. Yeah, I think that I felt like the balance was slightly off. There. Yeah, like the race, which is supposed to be the most exciting part, was actually quite dull after a while. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, throw a cookie, and then oh, we have to do a jump occasionally. Yep, and that was kind of it. And that and was like, it. Okay, well, yeah. cool. And then I would like have to like adjust the dog's position to make sure the ropes are taut. Yeah, like okay, well, that's okay. Yeah, I was wondering like if they had made it like an infinite runner, maybe the mechanics could be. Focus more on that. Maybe that could have been a more compelling game or something. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I think there's something promising. I thought there was something promising there, but I just can't latch onto what that might be. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the aspect of like the trajectory of the dog bone, but as you said, um, that gets really boring pretty quickly. <laughs> it does, right? Yeah. Um, I think they're also trying to do like a little Neko Atsume style, mm-hmm. like collecting dogs sort of thing, but right. that. Felt like it was almost there, but again, not compelling or understandable yep. as to how or why you would want certain dogs or stuff like that. Like it just, it just felt very, con- as a as a first time user, and like I didn't play it a whole bunch, but you know, mm. maybe three or four times, uh, I just felt confused. Yeah. And it's not like a good confusion, like, oh, yeah. I wonder what this means. I can't wait to dig in more and figure out the mechanics. It's more like, eh. It felt kind of tedious. Right. I'm just kind of. Turns out dog management isn't that exciting. <laughs> so kennel owner is struck off my list of potential future jobs. <laughs> future jobs. Yeah. Fallback jobs. 
Um, yeah, I was a little disappointed at the more I w- sort of went into it. Because um, it looks so promising. Like the graphics are great, yeah. like mm-hmm. awesome little 8-bit graphics. And yeah. Oh, you kind of oh, I have to care for dogs and you can get husky puppies, which yeah. as we established last week. And the initial story and the premise seems to be pretty exciting for what it is. Like it got me right into the action right away. So the first experience was pretty good. Yeah. Mm, but okay. Overall, didn't carry me through. No. And I haven't really played it for a week. So mm. that's getting deleted. Yeah. I'm sorry, dogs. Sorry, Dog Sled Saga. Have you been making emblems of fire? Uh, I have. Okay, how's that going for you? Um, pretty good. Uh, enjoying it occasionally, like maybe like one level a night or so. Okay. I never run out of stamina. That's <laughs> <laughs> boastful of you. <laughs> I, it's a slow burn for me. So mm, okay. it's not something that I'm 100% focused on right now. Yeah. And I think for me, it doesn't work underground. So I haven't really had an opportunity to play it. Oh, it doesn't oh, work underground. No, oh, that or sucks. I should say offline. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. You know what it is? Mm. I have been playing another game, Stagehand. Tell me about Stagehand. It is called a... Oh, it's called something intriguing. A reverse platformer. Hang on, let me... Yeah, okay. I'm going to call it like a reverse platformer. Hmm. So there's a guy infinitely running, and you have to position the platforms for him to keep running. Oh, interesting. So you're sort of like dragging up and down... Uh, sections of ground for him to run up, collect coins. Like it looks quite a lot like Mario mm-hmm. with like the green hills and uh, yeah, there's coins the and blocky blockiness of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, from listening to other people talk about it, it's very hard to begin with, but then eventually your brain something happens and your brain understands it, and you go, "Oh, great! I can play this a lot." Like I haven't broken two hundred points. And your first new character is when you get a thousand points. What? So like right now I'm like, this is impossible. I cannot possibly do this. Huh. That is the first time hearing of this. Well, you know, if you want to hear about these new games, just come to me. <laughs> I would hesitate to recommend it just because there is this learning curve that means it's not particularly fun. <laughs> okay. Like right now. And so like swiping up and down on the screen. I don't know. For me, the mechanic isn't super enjoyable. Uh, again also playing this on a crowded train isn't ideal because it does require two hands and skill and timing i see all of which i lack but i think you should you should play it though because i think you would be good at it Mm, okay i'll i'll take a look at it and then i will consider if i'm going to buy it or not (laughs) okay i look forward to hearing about it next week uh i also have another game recommendation which i think you might actually enjoy oh yes please but it depends do you like where's waldo Sure. I mean, do people like it? I mean, it's like, it's okay, right? I'm not sure people have strong opinions about Where's Waldo. Also Mm. in the UK, Where's Wally? Really? Yeah. Uh, So this game is called Hidden Folks. And it is a sort of uh, searching for a particular thing in a very intricately drawn live drawing. And the, the drawings are amazing. The game is all black and white. And so that kind of adds to the complexity of you finding things. The things are actually quite small. Oh God, this gives me a headache. I'm just watching the trailer video for it right now. Yeah. And the thing is you have a list of things to find and you have like this large section of things to find it in. <laughs> and, oh but, the, but the cute thing is like they're all animated. So when you like tap on it or reveal something, it actually animates in a way that's kind of pleasing. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Um, but 
Uh, I really like it because it's it's sort of like bringing to life an old format and in a medium where it really makes sense to have it. Like you can pinch and zoom, you can tap and it animates, and it brings life into like these things. When you're a kid and you saw these drawings, you kind of imagined them to move, and you'd like picture out like how things would yeah. be interacting yeah, with each other, much. right? And the fact that that is presented in a way that it actually brings it to life is, uh, I thought it was very refreshing. But yeah, I don't know if I can recommend this to you. Like, I kind of see you both, like, very pleased with it the first time you play it, but then never return to it because it is quite eye straining. Right. But, <laughs> yes. But it's like gorgeous to look at. Like here, you can actually play with the app. So I'm looking for a hippie head guy with a satchel. Yep. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> and so. After you're done with a oh section, God. the map increases. It doesn't. It doesn't show you a new map. It uh, actually just it increases the space with it. like more details. Oh gosh, this just seems like someone's like has been on a really long phone conversation and just doodled a massive drawing, <laughs> like a long boring conference call. <laughs> just like exactly. <laughs> Who said conference calls aren't productive? <laughs> Let's continue. I'm just going to make this game. <laughs> Oh, God, I can't decide if I like this or hate it. Right. I feel like I have both feelings for it right now. Like, it's probably really satisfying when you find him, but... I really appreciate like the, the eyes amount of already detail. Hurt. Yeah. I really appreciate the amount of detail that's actually went into that. Yeah. Okay, you know, get it away from me. <laughs> it's intense. But it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous game. Do you play it on the bus? Uh, I play. Like, do you not at, get motion sickness? No, I kind play of it studying at home something that hard. Okay. When I'm winding down, and you need to get your eyes to get tired, so you can go to sleep. <laughs> the thing is, because of the way the map builds, you build a visual memory of where like the couple of sections mm. are, and so you have these like mental memories of where certain things are. Yeah. Or like you know where you should be looking more into because it's a new undiscovered place. Yeah. Yeah. It is three ninety nine. It is three ninety nine. Which is oh, I hate being that person complaining about that prices, but you're like, that does feel a tiny bit expensive. Yeah. You're like if it was two ninety nine, I would probably buy it right now. But there's something about like three ninety nine and the worst part is like I know how difficult that would be to make. Yeah. As an app developer. <laughs> and yet I'm still like, oh, three dollars and ninety nine cents. And you have like at least two coffees a day that you buy from Starbucks. Right. <laughs> that costs more than that. That sometimes you probably don't even finish. Well, I just toss it away. Well, <laughs> just toss it away. I am trying to stick to one cup a day. Mm. Except for the days we, we record. I need that extra pep. And the extra slam. Have you listened to any good podcasts recently? I have. Tell me more. We haven't done podcasts for a while, have we? We haven't. Yeah, I feel um, like I've got a little bit stuck in a rut. Aside from the usual, like, Reply All and This American Life, which I still listen to. Yeah. I think those are givens. Everyone should sort of listen to them. That's a given. Um, I revisited uh, another podcast that you hate. Oh. Which is... I'm always up for changing my mind. Which is the Nerdist podcast. Oh. <laughs> I think just because that one episode I listened to was awful right. for me. Mm. Memory serves. I don't know. I, I just have a feeling, like... <laughs> you might not like this one as well, but um, I really liked it because it had Jordan Peele, and I don't know who if you know who Jordan Peele is. I do not. 
He is one of the guys in Key and Peel, a comedy sketch duo、mm-hmm. that have a lot of viral videos out there.、Um, yeah, I guess it should be someone who I know, but I don't. I think if you saw his face, well, have you watched the movie Keanu? The biopic of Keanu Reeves? No, it is based on a, a cat that has been kidnapped and they go to rescue the cat. <laughs> I believe I have seen some trailers or advertising for this. Right. So, and I thought this is probably a movie I might watch. <laughs> if, you, if you're ever on an When airplane. When I'm alone, yeah. If you're ever on an airplane and they're showing Keanu, you should watch Keanu. <laughs> It does sound like a great plane movie. Yeah, it's, it's perfect for that. Um, but Jordan Peele, usually a comedian, actually came out with a movie called Get Out, which is a,、uh, it's a thriller slash horror.、Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of different because it's, it actually plays on the racial aspect.、Uh, so I thought it was just like a really interesting premise for a movie.、Um, mm. the, the trailer seemed really interesting.、Well, I think I read an interview about it that was. Basically, said exactly what you did. Like,、mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah. Have you seen it? Is it out yet? It is out. I、okay. haven't watched it yet.、Okay. Um, but it's supposed to sort of be like Stefford Wives, but a little bit scarier.、Um, but so, I thought it was really interesting. I can tell you right now, I won't be watching it, but <laughs> you should watch it and report back. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's supposed to be, um, so I, I, th- I just thought it was interesting that he's moving from like one genre to another and like why. Yeah. He did it. And so he gets a little bit into that and he gets a little bit into like why he started directing、uh, and talks about a lot of really interesting things as a,、uh, you know, someone who's changing genres for a little bit, but like why he sees so much value in that as a fan of the genre. And I thought his process was just really interesting to listen to.、Mm. And、right. overall, it was a good interview. I'm going to give it a go. All right. I said I'd never listen to another Nerdist episode, but you know what? <laughs> I can change. I'm nothing if not adaptable. Right. Maybe you just don't like the host. That is also probably true, yeah. Yeah. I've been listening to the number one show in the iTunes podcast chart. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that face is. Missing Richard Simmons. Does it actually involve Richard Simmons? It does. Huh. He went missing. Well, he vanished and. Well, that's not even the right word. He just. Reclusified. He hermitized. Both excellent real words.、Uh, I think in 2014. And this is the story of one of his friends who is also a reporter、mm-hmm. trying to find out what happened to him. Do you know who Richard Simmons is? Yes.、Mm, because I, kind of as a British person, I think we, that he didn't really translate、mm. to our side of the Atlantic. Or at least I certainly didn't have the context. But he's like a fitness guru, the 70s, 80s. Very flamboyant.、Mm. Doing a lot of like home workout videos. Yep. Yeah. Mainly geared towards like either very, like more overweight people or.、Uh, no, it was like it's or like older people. Right. People who want to work out in their homes. Yeah. But generally like a super positive guy. And he was known for his like positivity and like his energy and flamboyance. Yes, which I think is kind of one of the reasons why it's. Interesting that he was so gregarious、mm-hmm. and outgoing, as to now suddenly become almost a recluse slash、mm. hermit. So, you know, this podcast, there's been two episodes out already, so it's not too early. Yep. It's not too late to jump on that.、Um, for me, this kind of scratches that serial itch. Yep. 
and it kind of sidesteps some of the problems I had with that first season of Serial in that you'll feel internally conflicted because it's a really interesting story. Right. At the same time, you're kind of imposing or like intruding on a family's grief. Mm. And the fact that her family didn't want to be involved in the show. Like there was just that right. little like thing in the back of your mind that you're like, I'll leave I'm that de- family alone. Right. So I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm deriving pleasure from this awful thing that happened. So this sort of sidesteps that a little bit. So it's not quite so, because like he's not dead. Yeah. And he was a public figure. So you can sort of make the argument that's him choosing to be in the public. Is he opting in to be on these interviews or does he know about this? We haven't found him yet. Mm. He hasn't talked to anyone yet. I so, see. So this was recorded during the time when he was missing or he has become a recluse. Yes. So there's two, so basically there's, so, so far there's two episodes. Okay. I believe it's probably like an eight episode mm. season. So yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty good show. It's very well made. Mm. Um, so the production is good. Production is great. It's, it's very serial-esque in oh, that way. Okay. Um, I would suggest checking it out. I will check it out. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Um, and there's some like theories going on about like why he's hidden himself from view. So is he still missing? Unclear at this time. Mm. Unclear. I haven't Googled really because it? you're okay. like, well... I probably could Google it and find out the answers right now, but <clears throat> I'm kind of going along for the ride. Sure. It's also it's also nice that, or rather, it also adds an extra perspective that the reporter was friends with him. It's not just someone that didn't know him and yes, sort of taking the subject on. Exactly. And it's also yeah. that Richard Simmons just wasn't becoming public figure anymore. He just wanted to hide away from public life, mm. but still stay in touch with his friends. He's like cut off contact from everyone. Oh, wow. So that just adds a, I don't know, an extra perspective, which... Uh, it's quite interesting. So, mm. yeah, I would say check it out. Scratch that cereal itch, which you might be missing. <laughs> scratch that cereal itch. Almost sounds like I am scratching a edible cereal itch, like to <laughs> mm, the kind you have for breakfast, or something actually nice. <laughs> Motherfuckers.